tasted. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the Ambuja food aid. When you're cooking at home, want to set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit down, down with the Ambuja food aid. Good morning, Twin Cities. This is Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Very interesting conversation that we're going to have. Indeed. Um, But first and foremost, again, I want to thank you so much for being here with me, just sitting down uh, with myself and my co-host, the unbougie foodie junior. Good morning, everybody. Uh, (laughs) But... um, yeah, important for you to join this conversation. And the telephone number to uh, reach us here at the radio station is 651-200-3479. And I really, especially I want the community to join in because I, I know that there are a number of um, individuals that are Native American or indigenous people and Latin folks that are within the community. So this conversation, I really want to educate myself even further, even though I've done research still, I think having a conversation with people helps with that education too. So believe me, I'm not saying that I know everything. I'm not, I don't. (laughs) Um, But in this case, please, I invite you, please use that telephone number because I would really enjoy the opportunity to uh, hear from you. Um, But again, that number is 651-234-79. And I'll tell you what the topic is in just a moment. I want to also encourage you, please follow us on on social media. Uh, Facebook is The Unbougie Foodie. Uh, Instagram is the underscore unbougie foodie and Twitter is at unbougie foodie. And uh, you can follow me at unbougie foodie junior on Twitter. Awesome. So today's topic, <laughs> it's it's about uh, elotes uh, or just elote. How do I start? <laughs> so some events recently occurred in uh, with a particular restaurant in the St. Paul area. There was drama. Uh, he's going to be the the swing of the pendulum <laughs> on this end. But I'm not making light of it. I'm really not because it really is an important topic to talk about. And I think the most of our conversation will be it. But it's kind of, uh, I have to make the statement of when do you culturally appreciate versus culturally appropriate uh, yeah i guess i just have to leave it there because yeah. that can, that that's not just with food that could in just general. be with really in anything yeah. in general and that's where we're going to kind of 
touch on today and yeah. so we're going to kind of leave that question you know Open. out there yeah call at any point and tell us what you think if you had your own experience with that exactly you know. but I'll, we'll tell you a little bit more about if you would this if uh, this event and things that led up to it Again, as I mentioned, there's a restaurant that uh, recently opened within St. Paul, uh, specifically in Kegging Case. And I have to use the name uh, only because not to, to bash the restaurant or, or even the creators of this concept. But the name of the restaurant was, and notice I said was, Ilotes, Ilotes Woodfire Cantina. Hmm. Now, um, and events ahead. transpired yes. that we will discuss further. But just you know, what w- what's the restaurant called now? <laughs> it's now called Woodfire Cantina. Hmm. Interesting change, indeed. I'm I'm gonna enjoy this swing of the pendulum <laughs> back and forth. Anyway, um, I will just say that the creators. Um, of the concepts and I I highly regard them I regard both of these and both or all the parties that are involved I'll leave it at that all the parties that are involved the creators that came up with this concept I hold them in high regard uh, I have gone to other restaurants that they've had as well and enjoyed the food um, but maybe this was just kind of like a flub <laughs> or something but then again, you know, as we talked about or we were saying is that events transpired when they were about to open where uh, indigenous people and uh, those of the Latin community uh, banded together and decided they wanted uh, and that they wanted. They needed to protest. Yeah. And so they actually went to this restaurant that was in St. Paul that's in Kagan Case and they they protested it was a peaceful protest but it was really to let folks know that the use of the word uh, of ilotes or ilotes plural um, was not acceptable it's not you know in their culture it's something that's considered very sacred and it shouldn't be just taken lightly or just placed upon a business lightly. And again, there's more, it, well, there's not more behind the story of that, but I'm just saying in regards to, there are so many other businesses that are currently out there, uh, Iloterias that are out in the community. I mean, you have vendors, either, you know, a taco truck, uh, or the Iloteria vendor that is, you know, they're with their, their corn and, and so forth. And they're trying to make a business. Mm-hmm. But people scoff. Certain people might scoff at that exactly. or, or at them. But all of a sudden, here you have this brick and mortar. Uh, right. And because it's all of a sudden established by someone that they know or that someone that is, I'll just say, different than those of the culture that they are marginalizing. They, oh yeah, let's go there. We've got to support and everything. It's like, I, how does that come across to the community? You know, 
Well, we saw how it came across well, to the community. Well, to, in the sense of, uh, yes, I, I'm not trying to make, again, I'm I'm not at a loss for words. I'm just trying to choose the right words without yeah. trying to damage anyone and still have some type of open dialogue yeah, for them to understand. And I have to say that um, this is kind of this is going to be a different type of conversation this is like part one we are going to actually have a part two to this same conversation um that will go much more in depth we will actually have um individuals um that, you know protesters or ones that whose culture was really affected by this mm -hmm. all of us really should be affected in some way or another and question why would something like this be done and i have to like i said i want to be educated as well clearly i knew about this uh restaurant months i guess a couple of months ago mm -hmm. so during this pandemic you know i just thought it was really interesting wow you know one restaurant is closing and unfortunately that was i will name that restaurant it is because it's no more it's called in bloom and now this business took over that space i'm saying too much but i'm just saying that i didn't realize personally and this is where I learned and educated myself a bit um, just by looking at the protest and understanding. I was like, wow, I did not know that. Um, I really didn't. Elotes is, is a sacred word or a sacred thing for these cultures, Native American or indigenous people um, and Latin or uh, Mexican uh, community and you know I I'm a food person so I mean when I go to the taco truck I'm like I'd like a lotes please can right. I or can I have some esquites um, esquites is basically elotes um, with the corn already off the cob mm -hmm. uh, but pretty much with the same ingredients that you would have I mean the actual uh uh, Chihuahua cheese, the yeah. the butter, I need all. Cob. Huh? I need my cob. No, I need I, I, I mean, I could do that, but I'm just saying that I really enjoy have t tasting that lime or putting my spoon in right. and and everything. But again, I, I'm saying all of this is I did not realize that um, even just to use the word, right? You and know, you and I were kind of talking about this briefly the other night, right? Where it's like, you know. Where we grew up, that was commonplace. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so, like you, like, I knew what it was on a very surface level. Of course. I wasn't aware of the deep implications of it. And how it affects right. certain communities or cultures. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was very interesting to kind of do my own research and read up on it. And I'm really looking forward to when our... Um, when our other our guests, guests come, yeah. definitely getting to hear um, them speak on it. Right. And I will, you know, divulge that, that person's name or that guest, you know, uh, in the, near, the very near future. Um, but they have agreed to a sit down with me and I'm going to put it on myself, edu help educate me and also educate educate the community even more so because mm -hmm. you know of course 
when you have a number of individuals within the Latin community or um, the indigenous um, people community, they know that already. But from what I understand, um, many were you know, that have these businesses already and use that as a means of being able to feed their families or to support their business and, and continue to feed the community. Many felt kind of, I'll just say, scared to come forward because of any type of repercussion or anything that would have actually happened, you know, if they spoke up hmm. or if they did any type of protest or, or you know, went to... Um, you know, this business owner and said, hey, look, you know, this is, we don't appreciate this. So, sorry, I'm just, my, my computer was like getting kind of hot here. Um, but I I just thought we, we need to learn about this. We need to understand about this even Definitely. further. Uh, gosh, I just, I just closed my application of I was trying to provide some information regarding um, why elotes are considered um, sacred and do, 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 do. I just had it oh no in the meantime um, the so I guess the statement was actually put out a little bit later after the fact of you know maybe I don't want to say because that sounds so childish and and petty (laughs) and this is not a petty show this is a food show (laughs) but stop (laughs) Um, but basically the um, individuals that have the concept of this restaurant um they realized maybe they're what what their mistake was and they felt that from their statement they felt that they didn't they weren't trying to hurt a community but now they're still inviting people in to come in and not only enjoy the food but enjoy the fact that they were trying to bring the community together a little bit of backstory is that they were told probably about a month or so ago. And that's the That's kicker. the rub. I know. So if you're Ugh. someone potentially hearing this story for the first time, it'd be easy to be like, oh, well, all right. You know, maybe they, too, didn't understand how, you know, significant, you know, Ilotes were, culturally speaking. But if you were told a month ago... That kind of takes away the sincerity, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just a bit. Um, like I said, I, I would really, I want to in- educate myself even further. Um, it's so easy to simply go out to Google, and yes, that's a that's a great step to to learn and to educate yourself um, because it will give you a wealth of information. But I think learning from someone whose family, let's say, relies on, okay, we know that this is something that is really important to our culture and to our family. 
I want to hear their experiences because for me, uh, that's how I even further appreciate not only the food, but also the culture of the people, right? Because I'm learning from them, their experiences. And that's always been the case. I think I, maybe I say that so repetitively on just about every show that for me going and having a conversation with someone about their culture or why was a specific dish made like a specific time of the year and you know i mean as my nephew you know specifically from a basically a caribbean standpoint or belizean standpoint that certain dishes are not made just like willy-nilly every day single day Hello. Okay, oxtail might be a little bit different, but even then, it's just kind of like if you had it your way, we'd have it a lot more often. Well, yes, but you know, one, it is kind of pricey, but then two, you know, you make oxtail when it's like we about to throw down with the family. Somebody just make bile up out of nowhere. Man, (laughs) you're saying stuff, but you know, yeah, like the significance of it from a you know familial right. cultural standpoint it means something exactly it's, it's not a, just something oh yeah here's oh exactly. whatever i mean it's i think it's it's easy to say that and um you you do talk about that part of it a lot and i think it's just important for people to remember that all foods have a uh, cultural significance but also like a heritage significance. Right. How many times have you been like, oh, my grandma used to make cookies when it, you know what? It means something to people, to families. It reminds so. them of something. It reminds them of a time that, and I'm not trying to be cliche, but it reminds them of a time of, of, of being good and being with your family. It reminds them of just what's that? What's the thought process that I'm thinking of? It's, I'm thinking Harry Potter with Rememoral. <laughs> I know, sorry, that was bad. But it just brings back all of those yeah, memories the, of good times, sometimes bad times, but, you know, having family dinners, Sunday dinners, as they say, some might say. But still, the fact that, you know, things that would, could have happened 20, 30 years ago, and all of a sudden you're cooking a particular meal, and all, you know, a month. A few people together that know the experience are like, dang, doesn't this remind you of being with grandma? Right. Dang, doesn't this remind you of when we had used to have family reunions or Sunday dinners and so forth? Well, that's what I think of. And likewise, when it comes to certain dishes, phrases, or just words, if you would, which I'm coming to understand... It's not just something that can be just thrown out there and used by anyone and and just for your own benefit. Right. And if we're to tie it to the, the story at hand, and if you're a restaurateur, regardless of what style cuisine, you should understand the power of your medium. And, and understand the, the actual words that are actually being used, you know, when you're trying to either describe your restaurant or even the actual name that you or brand, I should say, that you are trying to, uh, you know, put out there into the community or into into the world, into the universe. Right. Because, as you could see in this instance, you know, just even to use the word within the branding um, was, I'll just say, considered very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by the by the culture of the group who who basically their lives have been centered around that 
And so, you know, I found a little bit of information um, about um, you know, the uh, talks about the history of uh, Ilote. So, and please forgive me if I'm not saying it in the right tonation or pronunciation, but um, here it says that in Spanish, the word Ilote uh, literally translates to corn. And so when you're considering you know, corn, you're thinking of how you're tracing its origins of Mexican street corn. Uh, it's a history, a long history, um, you know, far back as Aztec civilization. You know, they regarded it as something very, uh, again, sacred. Uh, it, uh, let me see, it mentioned that it's often, we know it's often pro- very prominent in tortillas. Uh, it's a foundation of Mexican food. And more modernly, you know, people um, see it in so many different ingredients uh dishes you know are there there's corn there are like, there's so many di- dishes and cuisines that rely on it kind of like as a as a staple to bring things all together mm-hmm. but specifically um uh, the ilotes it's plural when it's made uh, is served in uh, covered in butter, mayonnaise, cotijo cheese, and chili powder. And there, of course, mm. you know, I referred to the esquites before. Instead of being served on the corner on the cob, um, it requires removing the kernels from the cob and then putting them, preparing them in a chicken stock. And this, this is a herb that I haven't heard of, uh, apazote or epazote, which it's a Mexican herb, hmm. and then. Uh, served in a cup, which I love, with all the other fixings that we mentioned before, just on the regular elote. Um, yeah, but there's there were so much other things that you know I, I'll probably talk on or mention on uh, earlier because corn uh, from a that's more of a sacred and it's, it's separate. That's more personal um, on a spiritual level. It's a whole nother thing. I mean, to the effect of when you're, if you were dreaming about corn or if you, uh, in certain areas of the Bible, it referenced um, corn for prosperity and mm-hmm. for uh, the future. Strong it, symbolic implication. Very much so. So, I mean, I don't know. When you are, when you are in, I guess, in our community and you don't, you're not familiar with those symbolisms or what they mean to people. Um, it goes over your head and you're just thinking, Oh, I'm just eating food. You know, right. whereas to some folks it's like, this means something to my family. This mm-hmm. means something to, to me, uh, personally, it's not just, uh, Oh, I'm just trying to really here. This is something I love to make. And here I'm going to feed everybody. I mean, that is part of it, but still it's like, this is how I'm, being prosperous, how I'm feeding my family, how I'm uh, doing generational wealth, mm-hmm. um, you know, for my family, because then the next person or my next, you know, my children or their offspring or whatever would then be able to remember and maybe even carry on what this process was and how important it is, it is to us uh, as a culture. So I just thought that was just 
is just really uh, you know in, very interesting I, I know i have so much more to learn about it too it just seems like um learning about it from yeah from this event it just seems it kind of it doesn't lessen it it just makes me wish that i had learned more about it prior mm-hmm. because like i said I have learned or knew about this restaurant, but I I never shared it on on air or mentioned it or it, you know again this show remember please remember that the show is not it's not sponsored by a restaurant or so forth so any findings that I share with you are based upon just my own research. I don't know if it's because maybe the restaurant wasn't done or I don't know. I have no idea, but I didn't share it. Hmm. And I mean, for for the most part, when it comes to restaurant recommendations, it's normally like you come out of pocket to go. Right, exactly. So not a lot of us have been in a eating out kind of the, right. Mentality. That's also the so other thing just, as well. So you know, easy to slip your mind in that respect too. But you know, you figured that food influencers or inspirers they also have some type of see I'm making a statement I should be asking a question do they have a responsibility to also know that information I think so (laughs) wow I like the way that that's being said (laughs) if you're but I hear you. That's like I hear you. That's like asking a doctor if he if he should know the history of open heart surgery. Like it's 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 your trade. I feel like it's your responsibility to know the history. Even in this case from a cultural standpoint, you should know that, especially no. if that's the central theme of your restaurant. Especially then. But I'm saying like I'm making this a whole lot personal. Like, it's it's not about me, but I'm just saying that even people that food writers, uh, I want to say critics or or individuals that are expected to know about certain businesses that are opening when it comes down to food, do they have a responsibility to also know that and kind of not necessarily question that business, but speak on that and have something to to say or having an opinion based on that because you know i have seen in a number of articles that talked about it and you know shared it and and so forth Mm -hmm. and i've read those articles um do shouldn't they be also educating themselves but but maybe they didn't know and see that's the thing no i feel like it's it's one of those things where it's like, if you, hmm, let me show I'm more than that, right? Well, you know, hey. I was about to say something wild. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it it would behoove them and to, to do that research. I don't think it's necessarily uh, a slight on them if they don't. You know what I mean? Right. But it, it, it never hurts to do that research and to come in, you know, to those situations loaded with that knowledge. 
So right. you can have look at it from that perspective. But it definitely doesn't take away from anything you might have written just not knowing. You know what no, I mean? Exactly. Because not everyone going to a restaurant is going to know that either. So you can come at it with that perspective as just the average uh, consumer. And then you can also potentially come into that situation and provide a more educated and more, let's say, enlightened perspective on the food experience. Understood. And I, I, I ask that because... I think in the back of my mind, um, I guess I, I would not want to put it on them, but because it's a it's a different culture than my own, I'd want to do some type of research. And I think it's kind of I, I don't want to say I want to say responsibility. Mm, I can. I can see where because that's where you're going with it, but it's mainly because you're not a food critic. You talk about food, right. but you're not a food critic in no, that right. same way. Understood. You're 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 very much more interested in um well, look what we're talking about, right. the, no, the exactly. culture of it. So, I feel like you'd want to do that, but if you're just a food critic, you're more con- is the food it's good? The food. Right, exactly. How's the, you know, uh, customer experience. Right. It's it's not always, you know, super beneficial for your job the, to know the cultural implication of the dishes. I suppose that's I suppose that's a But I can see why in of. your lane that would be more interesting and be more prescient to what you're trying to be doing. Because there is always for me I always feel a, a connection through a story. And because of that, that story leads you into learning about the culture and about the people and not just, oh, it's food and that's it. Right. And leave it at that. It's like, tell me more. Right. You know, there, there's a lot more to this other than just, oh, it's food and that's it. And it's it's to feed me and, and, and leave it and, you know, go up, go to the next place, you right. know, Um no, that makes sense. I mean, I appreciate your viewpoint on that because clearly, you know, I admit I get in my head when it comes down to that. And I think that not everyone is going to have the same experience. And that's important to re- realize as well that, you know, a food critic or a food writer, you know, possibly may not really feel the need to go to that length. But a person that is trying to tell stories or share stories behind that. Yeah, it is a different experience. So, yeah, I, I guess I was just thinking differently on that and maybe thinking that because I'm doing what I'm doing that, you know, everyone else should be kind of doing something the same. Um, I don't know. I'm not a food critic. <laughs> I'm just saying I share food. I love food. But I also want to know about the stories. And because we're in the community, you want to, you know, for me, it's. And that's coming back to the topic or the statement that I made before about when do you culturally appreciate or appropriate? And that's, I'm not saying that you're to cultural appropriate is correct or appropriate to do. Mm-hmm. I'm but just saying, the where's the line? You know, here we have, you know, a, could they have used a different, could they have just 
there's because there's so ba- much backstory and I don't know the ins and outs behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy for me to from an outside outsider standpoint to have this viewpoint. Right. How but, it signed is 2020. Right. But because and, and I'm going to use this as an example because I've had this conversation very similarly before with and I forgive I mean I apologize ahead of time. Lucky Cricket, you know, in St. Louis Park. I've never been there. So I'm not, I can't really, I'm not going to talk about experience, the type of food, whatever. Uh, I just know that at the time that there were statements that were made that were just very disparaging. And I think that really is what turned people off. Mm-hmm. Just to the whole idea of, are you serious? Here's someone that the world seriously regards holds them in high regard and they see something about this and you're like right. what how but you not you live here you have business here you do things here and mm-hmm. you say this about an entire community and then you still want people to come to your restaurant right that's <laughs> like, the part like, like, oh man but again that was I'd say maybe about a year, a year and a half, maybe even two years ago. Anyway, maybe the community has gotten no, that community has gotten over it, and maybe there have been some some changes behind it. But then, and now here we are once again. There hasn't been statements that are, have been made, at least not that I'm aware of. But the fact that a word that is considered sacred to people you know it's just kind of like are you what how after we told you a month ago or some time ago i i don't know how that would equate how would that equate to african to black folks i mean wouldn't be like i don't know I don't know. What I'm about to say, do we have do we have something sacred like that? I, I know that's what <laughs> I'm saying. I don't comparison? know what. Don't yeah, know. yeah. Get your chicken and waffles. <laughs> 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 or I don't know. Roscoe's is gonna come for. I know, really. He's gonna be like, uh, "Hey, hey what you doing over there?" Right. Be like, hmm, "Yeah, sorry, no." I don't know. Um, greens, grits. I don't know, but I mean, I, 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 I get where you you're what trying I'm to go with it. So I decided. I'm not to trying look to be up, blind with it, though. <laughs> I decided to look up appropriate. Oh, right. Because it's one of those words that I hear a ton, but I realize that I don't know the actual definition well please go ahead and regale us right appropriate is to take something for one's own use typically without the owner's permission so that sounds like stealing and Mm, sounds like stealing (laughs) (laughs) oh no and i i don't know as we're talking about it I don't know. It's hard to hmm. say it. No, I was I was going to say that when I first heard this story, as many of you might be hearing this story for the first time also, I it sounded like a case of cultural appreciation. Becoming cultural appropriation through ignorance. 
Mm. You know, they were trying to celebrate this culture, but because they didn't know the significance, it became disrespectful. Well, but but then you learned about the But then I heard about them being told about it prior and not doing anything about it, and that's when it's it's just appropriation. Now, mind you, I'm gonna say, and I'm not trying to take up for, you know, the creators of this concept, I maybe because branding was already out there, maybe because you know getting that business name and so forth mm-hmm. was like already in the works and everything. So, so you see where I'm going with that, right? I so see it, where you're going it with could it. take some time, possibly. Possibly. So I'm trying to give them an outright, but now, I'm gonna take but, that out away because if oh that boy. was the case, they here's very, the swing of the pendulum. <laughs> they very easily could have just said that. How hard is it to write a tweet? Right. Why well, put the branding out there, still open the restaurant, and then have to change the name after this big blow up? While you are opening the restaurant right. the like, same day. Because then even that, if it was a branding issue, then that doubles down on the appropriation claim because that meant that you cared more about your branding than disrespecting the community. See, there we go. There, and as they say, there's the rub. I don't know. This is a weird situation. Right? I mean, it's not that... And that's where that... Gray, and I won't even say a gray line because it really isn't a gray line. It's just the line. I'll just leave it, it at it's that. It's a line. But I feel like it's a... It's a those two terms are often conflated, in yeah. my opinion. People are accused of appropriation... When I think it might just be a, a very genuine case of appreciation with the hint of ignorance that might be. So I'm like, you know, take it with a grain of salt and exactly. try and get all the details. And, you know, we're here by no means experts. No. So if anyone wants to uh, correct us on anything, please feel free to call in. Let us know if we get it wrong. I know. Right. Please do. Right. You know, again, we're not forgetting about you. So once again, that telephone number is 651-234-79. Um, six five one two zero zero three four seven nine. This conversation really is. Uh, I know we have been going on about it, but be, it's because we've talked about it personally amongst ourselves, and you know, at home. And I mean, it, it kind of. A, I'll say it kind of affects us too, to a certain extent, because I'm sorry, our background is from you know, our parents are either Central American or we have that Caribbean connection mm-hmm. and corn is uh like is a, a staple for us as yeah. well i mean there are so many different dishes that rely on i mean hello we make tamales garnaches um you know uh panades i mean uh, and not just, even just you know culturally on our end right growing up in south los angeles the elotes man was a it was a Please. permanent fixture. A permanent fixture. It's like with right. the ringing of the bell. As right. he's if you didn't hear the bell, oh man! Like what? Two thirty in the afternoon. Oh, there man. was a problem. You were like, "Dang, where's the little man? Where's the dang?" What? You know what though? Side note: He lives down the street. <clears throat> he lives at the end of our block. Oh wait a minute! Yeah. I have seen it. Mm-hmm. I I think there was a uh, he. Had, I've seen like the little mm-hmm. cart yeah. out there. So wow. Okay. Wait a minute. You're talking about Los Angeles. 
Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, I kind of, that's what I was referring yeah. to as well, but I just want people to think that we're talking about oh, no. here. <laughs> See, yeah. the way you said it, it was just like, he lives At here. At the end of the my end grandma's block. street, <laughs> the, the, he has his cart set up. Yeah, exactly. That's how I, I've seen that. I remember, yeah. you know, going by there when we went to the store. But, um, yeah. but yeah, that's not only for our culture, but, you know, being so immersed yeah. You know, in that in you know Hispanic culture, gr- growing up in that environment, that was a part of it too, and so I don't know. It's a this is a really weird situation. <laughs> That's where I feel that we appreciate, and I don't know. I, I'm I'm just putting it out there. I'm just it's going to be very controversial. Uh-oh. I think black people appreciate more than they would appropriate because it's always someone on the outside of a different culture that is feeling like oh wow that's wonderful i'm gonna do it i'm gonna put a little spin i'm gonna put a little different spice on it that'd be the part what see but you know what i'm talking about though thank you i was because you when it's funny when have you ever seen or heard of black folks trying to say yeah we know how to do Chinese, <laughs> Chinese <No. food. laughs> we're about to go yeah we know of um, we know, wow in the south central you know there's a bunch of black folks that know how to do pho you know Psych. <laughs> well I mean there might be but they don't call it that and say oh yeah we you know this is yeah, our no that's interesting it's funny though that you bring that up because I was literally just thinking, like, where the where that shift is right. between appreciation and appropriation, mm-hmm. and I think the line not by itself, but I think a contributing factor in the transition is a certain amount of arrogance. You can appreciate something, but it's that tinge of arrogance is like let me I'm try gonna it I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little thing to it and call it my own and that's where you get in trouble <laughs> right you do you get in trouble or you make statements saying i know how to make this better than they do you know i a right. hey. i we're not we ain't saying no names out here no we're not we're definitely not and hmm i don't know if anyone could actually having some kind of technical difficulty or something like that but hopefully you're still able to hear us we'll stay on the air as long as we can yeah it might just, just be in our headphones probably i hope no that's what it is anyway um gosh i wanna i wanna steer away from just know that even though i'm steering away from you know that topic of Ilotes. There's so much more that we want to talk about on that and the sacredness and the importance to uh, uh, Native uh, American or indigenous people and Latin folks, um, the community and how it's important to them. Uh, But I want to mention about there is a friend that is doing a catering business. And gosh, I would say she was on the air with us probably, it's been a while. (laughs) It's been maybe about two and a half, maybe three years. And this is when we were back over at the other location. So she hasn't been to the, to the, this location uh, as yet. 
But I want to mention, uh, it's my friend, my previous boss. Her name is Miss Cynthia Harris. Miss Harris, she is actually uh, has a business called Cinelicious Catering, and she's offering. I'm gonna just describe exactly how they have on the flavor because I there's no question of oh have you had the food I've had the food <laughs> she makes this this cake it's a there's there's a turtle cake but then there's this as they say better than yes such and such cake I see <laughs> yeah which is really good. Um, but she has a, a number of delicious dinners that they're offering and they are, you know, I guess with exception, they're offering free delivery. But for instance, they are offering chicken. Uh, I, I suppose it's maybe chicken wings possibly because it says all flats, you know, it's an extra charge. But then there's a pork chop dinner and then, oh, I'm sorry, most important catfish as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I would encourage you to probably. Gosh, I want to. I want. I want to shout her out, but I can't. I'm not sure if I could say where they're where they are. Anyway, they are doing. They have been doing this like almost every week. So uh, it's just been on Friday and Saturday. Today it will be uh, Saturday, September twelfth, from eight p.m. to one a.m. So last week it was like ten thirty p.m. So I thought that was kind of interesting that you know they're doing these late night <laughs> dinners, but you know sometimes you get that you won't need to to nosh, and surprisingly hey. it's down the street from us. Ooh. Yeah, I know, right? Should have led with that. I well, <laughs> hey, you know. So, um, God, it says delivery areas. And this is interesting. I'm not sure what this means, but I'm going to read it anyway. Delivery areas, Nickel Joint, Willard, uh, Bourne's Foundry. Um, and they said that they would deliver to other areas uh, as long as if there's a minimum of four dinners, but you'd have to call for details. Um, you could also pick it up as well. Uh, if you're interested, you could uh, certainly get in contact with them. Um, I'm just gonna tell you that it, you know, go to her page, Cynthia Harris. Um, she also has other sides as well. So there's red beans and rice, collard greens, cornbread. Oh, cornbread. I'm thinking of Chef Manuel's cornbread. Um, that was bomb. <laughs> yeah, desserts that she's that they'll be offering are uh, sweet potato pie or turtle chocolate cake. That turtle chocolate cake, y'all. I mean, mm, if you guys I, could see the faces he is making. I mean, but you you man. got to have had her food before. If you her 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 friends, other friends and family, they know. But I'm just telling you, this stuff is good, y'all. Really good. And I'm talking out the side of my face because, <laughs> yeah, uh, when we, I used to work at Wells Fargo and she was my manager, and when we had potlucks, it was kind of like. It, there was a fight <laughs> to get her food because she wow. would make some really great, I mean, macaroni and cheese. And, you know, definitely she would bring her, you know, a cake, some various type of cake. And folks would be fighting. It's like, did you save me a piece of cake? 
but you have to be first come first serve i'm not gonna be cutting everybody's slices and everything and if you did get a slice it was probably about a half an inch <laughs> thick and that was it so it was like that's all that i could get because everybody else was already waiting in line waiting with a knife you know <laughs> where's my slice i want an inch i want yeah, anyway i'm just saying that it's really good so sinalicious uh, sinalicious catering uh, make sure you go to her uh, Facebook page. Hopefully, she won't be mad. I told her I was going to tell her, you know, share with the information on the show today. So, uh, almost being the last thing to talk about on the show, I hope that's also the first thing that people remember. You know, dang, wait a minute. What was that place that the Unbougie Foodie was talking about last night or this morning? Yeah, right. that Sinalicious Catering. They got food, and <laughs> they do it from 8 p.m. to 1? What? Mm. Come on now. Oh, yeah, that's... Who, who isn't thinking about... That's prime hours. <laughs> at 8 o'clock, I don't want... Mommy, Daddy, what are we having for dinner? Sinalicious. What? We about to have some cine food? <laughs> I know, right? Sorry. But, yeah, it's good. I'm not playing. Get at, get at her. Get at her. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to see about sharing that on my page, too, because they they tagged me in it. So I wanted to make sure that I also share. So, yeah, look out for that uh, probably in the next couple of hours on the page. But I'm telling you, uh, yeah, Cinelicious Catering, she needs to bring. For all of this, I'm not saying that you're sponsoring me, but I would like a slice of cake <laughs> and maybe a piece of chicken. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, there you go. So I, you know, it, it's always never going to be a show that doesn't talk or you know recommend some type of food place or some you know spot to go to. So I had to throw that up in there. But I I knew I was going to talk. That was a con- a conversation I was going to have or a comment that I was going to share anyway. But then with the Holy Lotes thing coming along, I was like, wow, okay, we need to talk about this on a level of conversation and further that the discussion about cultural appropriation Um, because it's a food show we are going to talk about it from a food standpoint but there are so many other things I mean you know here we're about to go into the month of October and we know that people like to dress up a certain type of way so you're just hoping that Here's Keeping hoping they in learn mind, their lesson. huh? I said, here's hoping they learn their lesson. Well, you know, sometimes some folks do, and then they don't. Uh, and please, I'm just gonna say, don't be surprised if you are dressed or have your face darkened in any way, shape, or fashion. It will not end well for you this season. Does it end well any season? Well, I'm, well, I'm just saying. It's like seriously, more people are like, yeah, like come on, guys. own it. Like, really, on, I mean, we are so. I, I don't want to say because it's a, it's a probably a word that's like used too much. People are really woke right now, right? And they're like they just waiting for that chance to. Oh yeah, people are to, to tell all, someone all the activism about themselves. Flowing. They're about to be on your neck. If yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no pun intended by that. Being on somebody's <laughs> neck. <laughs> oh, see, thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Stop with that. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. But I am, I'm really thankful for us, us having this conversation. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned in the upcoming, I, 
we're still narrowing out. It was already agreed upon that, you know, our guests are going to come on and they're going to have this conversation. So, again, this is part one. Um, I guess we want to call it just overall. Is it cultural appreciation or cultural appropriation? Mm-hmm. And we'll have that question kind of up as the through yeah. line between the shows. If you ever want to share with your experiences. Yeah. And I, I, I feel... I'm just going to say this. Where we are at the radio station, this location, we share it with, you know, uh, well, across the street, there's clues. Um, and, but we also share our, the space with um, a Latin community organization. And I feel like I want to put up some type of like box and say, what does elotes and get their viewpoint you know mm, what i'm saying i think that's a great idea and get their viewpoint on it and just kind of like leave it right there and just like please drop this in into your the box or you know leave your you, your viewpoint and what do you feel when you what does what evokes what emotions evokes is evoked through you when you hear that word or when you when that phrase is used or a certain it doesn't even have to be that word there are so many other words phrases that are sacred if you would to certain cultures and communities and if you're not familiar never gonna know so mm-hmm. i think that i really that be a really cool idea. i really felt strongly about that and i didn't have time to do it yesterday because this conversation came up what friday because mm-hmm. it was friday yeah pretty quick um and I was like, wow, okay, this is such the topic to talk on. And I don't think it's ever too much to talk about it because now it's affecting a totally different group of people because I'm just going to mention, going back to Lucky Cricket, it was more of the Asian community. You know, Now this is the Latin community and Native Americans. When is... We're next. Huh? We're next. That's always been the case. You know what? Hey, you made it. I'm like, well, fair enough. Fair yeah, exactly. We've been dealing with it. No, I'm not gonna say that. Whatever. Uh, I'm. T- I'm just gonna say that it's. I don't think it's ever. Well, can, do you feel the need to keep talking about cultural appropriation? It or keeps whatever? happening. I know. That's the thing. That is the thing. You know. It, like I and get it, it. You might get you know tired of kinda, it, but kind of burnt out about it. But if it you, keeps happening, tell your peoples, <laughs> tell your mans, right? You know, don't do this. Tell your peoples, mm-hmm. yo. And th- and that's the thing. It's really important. And and if you if you don't understand why this is a conversation that needs to be had, then you need to question what your how you're feeling about your food because okay I I, I guess what I'm just going to say uh, Ludafisk <laughs> you've never had it before you've never had it before I have not um, but it means very something very very much especially around the holidays season to uh, people that uh, I guess of a Maybe Scandinavian. How about say like Norwegian? Norwegian, Scandinavian, exactly. Uh, especially around like Yule the time, holiday time, time or Christmas, yeah. you know, whatever. It's something that is like, yeah, we're gonna have you know, 
Really? If it's not, but man, hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's another a conversation for another day. But again, when is it that you can consider it or or not talk about it? It needs to be talked about every, like you said, every time that it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're not just saying it could be done by anyone. I know I use that, but unfortunately, that's who I see is appropriating it more than anyone else. I, I'm just, I'm just being honest just, about uh, that. We're talking about current events here, people. Well, uh, but it. I'm no, but I'm just if, talking about you know, if. If a black dude tried to open up a, a Ludafis restaurant, yeah, then we'd be yeah. talking about it. Oh, That's the point. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it's, you know, when it happens, we'll discuss it. Exactly. And, you know, dang it, we're coming to the end of it, of the show. But it's interesting that you use that because clearly um, there is a restaurant that is at the corner of... Uh, 38th in Chicago George Floyd um, the 30th I'm sorry 38th 30th in Chicago that it's owned by African American and they're doing Chinese food I just remember that I think it's called Dragon Walk and next time on the unbougie (laughs) I know next time on the unbougie foodie Um, I'm just saying you know Mm. I know we mentioned it, right. but still, it's it's. I don't know. That's, <laughs> a, that's an interesting one. Yeah, but, I mean, but no one said anything about it. So, is it that they are truly feeling like, oh yeah, we're gonna do it this way and put our own little spin on it and call it this or whatever, or is he in the style of? Chinese, right. you know, is in the style. So that makes it really I'm also makes a pretty difference. Sure Dragon Walk isn't uh, culturally, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Claimed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But hmm. anyway, I'm just saying. I'm going to do some research. It, it, hey, it's right there. Man, gosh, I, I'm so excited for this next conversation, part two of this conversation. But until then, I am the Unbougie Foodie. And Unbougie Foodie Jr. And we are signing off. As always, want to encourage you never to let anyone tell you what type of foodie you are because food is how we are connected. And it's the only way that we grow as a community. Until next time, people. Peace. Right, peace. Sit down with the unbougie food day.